Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. I know Joe Giglio's in a good mood, although I feel like Giglio's in a good mood because I feel like this is the first bracket you've let go. Yeah, I've just kind of understood after last year that and no one knows anything, mm-hmm. and that it's silly to think that you do. And then watch it actually work out for you. Or Gonzaga's uh, going to troll you. Yeah. One I, of the two. I'm, I'm, it's one of two. No, Gonzaga getting like winning it, Gonzaga <laughs> winning it as a three would absolutely break you. Let's be real. Probably. Probably. So I hope that does not happen. I Although even, on the I other even side. Know they're, in the, they're in the same region as UCLA. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're with Kansas and UCLA yeah. and UConn. Mm-hmm. They're in a very difficult region. They are. Watch him pull it out. Watch him get all the bracket luck that you talk about that never For happened once. before. That would be nice. And watch him win it. And I, I want, I, on one hand, I don't want that to happen to you because that's not cool. That would, be, that would break you. On the other hand, I'm just thinking of the YouTube views. Mm. That's pretty good. I'm here for it. Radio host melts down. Dies. After after Throw Gonzaga wins. <laughs> after Throw Gonzaga wins championship. No, I set Gonzaga free last year. You did. I did. You so. Did. I I wish them well in the wars to come. That's this all. is why I told them they're going to do it this year. There you go. Yeah, Dennis was on that yesterday. He's like, hey, uh, what about Gonzaga? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't have any piece of them, actually. No. That's no. Exactly. Uh-oh. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll run the table here in a few minutes. Um, there's some other, other news going on today. I know the Carolina Panthers are making some free agency moves, uh, I believe. Pleasantly gonna... pleased with all of these moves that the Panthers have been making, by the way. Tight end with Hayden Hurst earlier Love in the week. that move. Looks like I, the DJ Chark, a little action. I like that, too. Looks like that's going to happen. Uh, also in Charlotte, it looks like Michael Jordan's getting ready to sell a majority stake in the, in the Hornets. Huh. Wait, we so, have Hornets graphics, Dennis? I thought yeah, we, we talk we talk enough about the Hornets that we actually have graphics? Yeah, we do. Wow. I thought he'd want to see what would happen with Victor Wembanyama first. Like will yeah. the will the league do him a solid and, and cook up the or freeze the uh the ping pong ball in order to get Charlotte the you know this next generational talent. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe he's in a better position selling it now. It's almost like an unopened pack of cards. We're like, well, I don't know if we're going to get Victor Wembanyama, but he could be in there. He could. No, that's that would be the bonus. It's also possible that he's selling it now. He's already made money back on his sure. investment. When he bought the team, what, 17 so years ago. It was ago, a bit of a distressed asset, it was, yes, it from, went, from Bob, from Bob Johnson. Johnson. They were the Bobcats. It was a distressed oh, asset, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he bought it for $275 million. Bob's cats. Get it? The Bobcats. Get it, get it, get it, get it. So clever. So he buys it. For two hundred and seventy-five million dollars, uh, I you saw... can't even buy an MLS team for two hundred. No, because David dollars. because David Tepper <laughs> jacked the price up for everybody by by being desperate to get the Charlotte FC. So it's estimated the Hornets are worth one point seven seven billion dollars now. So he's clearly going to make his money. Not back. a bad turnaround there. Now, the twenty, not even twenty years. No, it's seventeen. Okay. So the point here about why is he selling now? With Victor Wembanyama possibly, there. I mean, they're that bad that they could win the 
they're they're two years Lottery. away. They're two years away from a new media rights deal in the NBA. So it's entirely possible that he's selling the team now with the media rights deal coming down the line as an incentive of if you think that this is going to appreciate, we'll buy it now because when the next media rights mm. deal comes through, it could be worth more money. Sure. I forgot where the estimations are, but the NBA is going to get paid. Regardless of what you think of the NBA, they're going to get their money because that is an asset that ESPN, Turner, Disney wants. Um, but, you know, it's funny. When we talk about Jordan, we do find ourselves in this, you know, what do you make of Jordan the player He's, versus Jordan the Jordan, executive? Jordan is the opposite of Tony Bennett, right? In the sense that with Tony Bennett, we basically want to talk about the things that he does wrong. Mm -hmm. With Michael Jordan, we never want to talk about the things that he does wrong. They they had a 10-part documentary where they didn't even mention the time that he played after no. he had retired the second time. Didn't a 10-part documentary. It's been, it's been memory Not, not a one-hour show. <laughs> no. A 10-part documentary. And not once. Right. They didn't even give it the courtesy yada, yada, yada yep. in the footnotes. And two years later, he came back. By the way. And he played for the Washington Wizards. And he was terrible. And then he was, then as an owner, he or a managing investor or whatever he was, technically with Washington, because yeah. Abe Poland and his family had owned the team. You know, decided to draft Kwame Brown after a workout. Like, come on, man! Yeah. Michael Jordan's been terrible as a talent evaluator. He he would be the one who who would look at Victor Wembanyama and be like, Yeah, yeah. I I'm think good. I think this Scoot Henderson is really the answer. Let's uh, get a contestant for Run the Table. Eight six zero five fan. Eight six zero five three two six. We need two contestants to play. If you want to run the table, you can win Counting Crows dashboard confessional tickets. If you don't want to run the table and you want to bank on your opponent also unable to run the table, that's how you can win as well. So call right now, 8605-FAN, 8605-326. You can win Dashboard Confessional, da Dashboard Confessional and Counting Crows tickets. So keep an eye on that. Another note, uh, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets. The other professional team that's in action right now is the Carolina Hurricanes. They're in action tonight uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs up in Canada. You can check out Kane's Corner with Adam Gold, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina for a morning after pod. But but back to back to Jordan real quick while we wait for a contestant for uh, Run the Table. You can't speak ill of Jordan in any way, shape, or form. We've kind of been having a running gag this year in which all the ways people want to, like, celebrate Jordan. We had a 223 day. You know, a 2-3-2-3 day. I'm like, okay. And then we had Michael Jordan's birthday. And people wanted to make a big thing out of that, too. The way that this is going to be portrayed with Jordan isn't going to be the absolute failure of his tenure as the Hornets owner. It's going to be that, oh, man, look at that hustle-grind mentality. Look at the money he made. Jordan's the GOAT. I mean, he just turned $275 million into nearly $2 billion. The GOAT. Rather than looking at the fact that they, I think they've only made the playoffs three times, and two of those instances were playing situations, which they got their asses handed to them. So he's actually been better in Charlotte because he's been more hands off, yeah, than he was with his experience in Washington in terms of as an executive. Yeah. Now some people would say, well, he should be doing this, that, or this, and you know, he's he's not there in Charlotte. He's playing golf. He's the owner of the team. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to be. I don't want to give him a free pass, but it it's it is the truth. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that we don't we only want to talk about the good things they do and not the bad. Mm -hmm. And then there is a flip side to that. There are just some people where we just want to point out the bad and not the good. 
860-5-FAN, 860-5326. We need two contestants to play Run the Table. So call right now if you win. You get Counting Crows with special guest Dashboard Confessional coming to Red Hat Amphitheater on Saturday, July 29th. Again, 860-5-FAN, 860-5326. You were, I don't want to say pessimistic, but you're not quite liking NC State's chances today. Four o'clock in the NCAA tournament. I I don't love the matchup. Um, While Creighton is not Clemson in terms of an awful matchup for them, I just, Creighton's an an offensive-minded team. They're going to get up and down the floor. They're going to, it's going to be a very similar game. These are two teams that want to play the same way. Do I hope that Jarkel Joyner, Terquavion Smith, and Casey Morsell show up and show out this March and NC State goes on a run. That would be that would be great to see for Kevin Keats and for NC State fans. I don't have a lot of optimism, though, based on the last thing that I've seen. And the second half against Clemson was just really bad in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Really bad. As good as the game against Virginia Tech was, that's as bad as the second half was against Clemson. The life was just kind of sucked out of the team in the second 20 minutes of that game when they were down three at the half and it just turned into this runaway and, and you're just, ugh, the bleeding could not be stopped. There was no tourniquet to save the Wolfpack in Greensboro. What happens in Denver? You, you know, we joke a lot about feels like 83. 83, they had to go out west. That's where they started their run. Yeah. One of the all-time media conglomerations of, of, of in the history of media travel parties was when both Virginia and NC State media packs were in um, Utah, in Logan, Utah, for the uh, the regional final between NC State and Virginia. Then they stayed out there, Joe, Colton Turner and his group. They never came home. They stayed out west, and they went to Reno for the week between the final eight and the final four. Jeez. You don't think they had a good time in Reno, do you? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was buddies with uh, Chris Carabas, uh, the lead singer of Dashboard Confession. I was buddies with his brother in high school back in the day. Remember when that guy was winning Battle of the Bands back in the South Florida punk show circuit? There you go. Back in the day. A little fun fact for you. All right, I am curious, though, uh, once Dennis gets off the phone, what the match game word was going to be. Always loved doing this. It, you mentioned we were talking about NC State today. I really don't know what we're going to get out of the Wolfpack. I'm, I'm kind of going into it's this. It's just a tough matchup for them. That's all. Matchup or not, I don't know. I really Nothing would surprise me about the Wolfpack. Every shot could go in today because we've seen it. We have. So that's entirely possible. And I guess that's the difference in like watching Duke yesterday against Oral Roberts and what we'll get out of the Wolfpack today, which, again, I don't know what we're going to get. With Duke, you know, and we, we keep saying this over and over and over again, hopefully it's been crystallized for people, you know what you got with Duke. It's just a matter of the way that they've been playing. Can they get enough shots to complement how well they've been playing defensively? Duke. Of all the teams from the ACC, as they've gotten into this stretch of the season, has been playing the best defensive basketball out there. 
And if there's one consistency with teams that are going to win NCAA tournaments, you got to play defense. Even Roy Williams' best teams, as much as we were wowed by everything else, what did those teams do, Joe? That's how he always knew when they were going to win, mm -hmm. is when they made that, that commitment on the defensive end. And you know, he knew. And North Carolina. And that's what he would tell them. That's what I say. Hey, we could score as many as you want, yeah, but at some point, you do have to come up with stops. North Carolina didn't need to be the number one defensive efficiency team. No, no. no. They just had to play the part and be in that in that ranking. I forgot where they're like the line of demarcation was for those championship teams, but like once they got into the 30s or whatever it was, it was a pretty good sign that North Carolina was going to go pretty far in the NCAA tournament. That's what Duke's doing right now. It's the opposite for them. Yeah, they just need to have the extra scorers. That's the only thing I worry about with them. But as long as Jeremy Jose Roach, who had 23 points yesterday, is going to play that he's playing. Yeah, man. Then you add in that bonus of Whitehead. You know, Kyle Filipowski didn't have a great game yesterday, but they didn't need it from him. No. All right, so what do we got for the match The match game here, Dennis? The match game word, you have 15 seconds, Clark. is Clark. <laughs> 15 seconds to associate with oh. the word Clark very relevant name or word or topic today so we're going with clark as the words okay and your 15 seconds is up joe Ovius, what is your word to associate uh, with clark? griswold okay griswold clark griswold uh, from uh from, from <laughs> vacation very from vacation close. movies very close i was thinking of fit because in one of those movies he says you're looking really fit Russ. <laughs> so, so, okay. So that counts. So we, we had a match. We had a match. Yes. <laughs> we were in that's a, weird. Uh, that's weird. We were in we a very. both had that. In a vacation state of mind. Yeah. I was going to say Clark Kent. Kent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah Superman. Yeah, that, or that Clark Barr. Oh, hey, I haven't. Do they still a... make those? Clark Bars? Yeah, yeah. They still make them. Yeah, they make the many ones, right? Yeah. They still yeah, they still make them. They throw in there with the crackles and the dark Hershey's and all that stuff? Yeah. No. no, that's Mr. Goodbar. Never mind, that's Mr. Goodbar. Never mind. Where's the Clark bar? They still make Clark bars. It's like a hundred grand. They still make those. Yeah, yeah you can do. still find them. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a Clark bar from Pittsburgh. Oh, there you go. Not to be confused with an O. Henry. Right. Oh, Different. now, now, okay. The Fifth Avenue bar is <laughs> the one that Whoa. I used to roll with back in the day. Unfortunately, you can't really find a Fifth Avenue anymore because that was a peanut butter one. So it was crunchy peanut butter wrapped in a rich chocolate coating. It's no wonder that Fifth Avenue candy bars have delighted chocolate lovers since 1936. Apparently, you can still find them. I just haven't seen a Fifth Avenue bar in ages. All right, now, oh, darn it, now I'm down in the... See, now you're down the rabbit hole. Now, 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 <laughs> I'm, now I'm in the Hershey's candy Oh, there you go. It, no, uh, Hershey doesn't hole. make this, do they? Uh, what Fifth Avenue? No, Clark Bar. Clark. I don't know who makes no, Clark Bar. Uh -uh. I'm gonna have to go look this up now. Who makes a Clark Bar? Clark Bar America Neko. Oh, N E C C O. Oh, like the Neko wafers. Yeah, mm -hmm. is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. Uh, so it was the first American combination of candy to achieve nationwide success. Two <laughs> yeah. similar candy bars followed candy. suit. Uh, Butterfinger in 1923. Nice. And Fifth Avenue. So that's why these things are uh, Crispy are related. peanut butter spun taffy core and coated in milk chocolate. Hmm. Interesting. Wait, Butterfinger came out in 1923? I do not think I've ever had a Clark bar. Well, we're going to have to go and find I don't now. think we're going to find them either. But nah, that's just mine. That's just me. I was going to say, don't we know anybody? Get, get Primanti. It's a Pittsburgh candy. You, you think he can help us? I'm sure Primanti can help us. Kay. I'm sure he has access to it, man. Come on. <laughs> That's absolutely what's going to happen. <laughs> anyway.